0: Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. All right, uh, today is Vision Sunday. I'm joined by my wife. I always love it when she's up here. It just makes everything better. So thank we you, for like you. We also look like Christmas. We do kind of look like Christmas today. <laughs> that was
1: not intentional. This is
0: no. We are a Christmas tree. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was definitely not intentional, but I love it. Um, Vision Sunday is more of like a state of the church. It's like it's a different Sunday. It's not a typical preaching. Not a typical conversation. We're gonna go over. Uh, Looking back on all that God has done, we're going to do kind of an overview of the church. So, you know, maybe if you've recently been through growth track, a lot of this stuff, we're going to regurgitate again. But if you're new with us, you're going to really hear uh, the full scope of everything we are about. And then we're going to look ahead at vision. Vision's critical. Let's look at uh, Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. I'm going to read some scripture here um, on vision. The Lord answered me, right down this vision. Clearly inscribe it on the tablets. Did you know they had iPads back then? (laughs) That's a dumb joke. It's a dumb joke. So no one may easily read it, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end, and it will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it, since it will certainly come and will not be late." Here is instructed to write down the vision. I believe when God gives you a vision, I believe you're supposed to write it down, make it plain, deliver it clearly, and then pursue it with everything that you have. You, You have sight. This is what you can see with your eyes open, but vision is what you see with your eyes closed. It's the imagination of what is possible ahead of you. Vision creates moments, produces miracles, and it builds momentum. Bible also teaches that without a vision, you lose your why. When you lose your why, you lose your way. It says that in Proverbs, Proverbs 29:18, it says, without revelation or divine vision, people run wild. Other translations say they perish. But one who follows divine instruction will be happy. When you lose your why, when you lose the bigger vision of what God has called you to do in your own life, cast off restraints, the Bible says. You run wild. You don't know where to go, and therefore you lose your way. So our hope is to not only set a clear vision for this house, but a, in order for a corporate vision to be successful, it's going to take some personal vision over your life, some ownership over the vision. So even as we're sharing some corporate vision, my heart is that you're thinking through, how can I own a part of that? How can I be a part of where we're going as a house. Vision is when frustration for the present meets passion for the future. So maybe you're thinking, I've kind of lost vision for my life. Well, maybe you're not frustrated about enough about, maybe you don't have a holy discontent about something going on in your life. But when you get a holy discontent, Whether it be, you know, we have a lot of youth in our city that don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, that discontentment starts to get a hold of your spirit, then you're saying, I I feel like there's something I need to do about that. Then you start prayer walking. You start leading Bible studies. You start getting behind what God is doing with youth. And that is true in any area of life. When there's a frustration for the present, it can lead, when there's vision, lead to passion for the future. This is true of Nehemiah. This happened with Nehemiah. And if you read in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 3 through 4, whenever he found out that the walls had been destroyed, his heart was broken because the people were in disgrace. And he said, Somebody has got to do something about this. And God put a vision in his spirit to rebuild the walls. Vision is often birthed out of not only frustration, but is often birthed out of brokenness. And so you may be saying, You know, I'm in too, mu- too much of a broken place here to be used by God. That is not true. I believe that so much of the vision that God is implanting in your spirit is going to be birthed out of the brokenness. The things that maybe hurt you or the things that you are hurting in. God can take that pain and use it to propel you into the future of the vision that he has for you. I've seen it over and over and over again. All right, let's talk about our mission. We're going to work through uh, an overview of our church and we're going to start with our mission.
1: Yeah, I remember as he was even talking about vision, there were so many seasons of our personal life that we were a part of a community and a part of a church where um, God had given us vision, but it wasn't time yet for us to walk in the vision that he had given us. And so it's so beautiful about being a part of the house of God is when God gives um, leaders of a church, vision, you get to attach to that. And you get to say, even if I'm waiting, and maybe I don't know what my frustration is yet, I can attach to the vision of the church of God, and you can walk in that vision. Yeah. So I just want to challenge you in that. So we, we've we been through different seasons like that. And um, as we talk about our mission here at Pinewood, it was birthed out of a frustration. Um, it was birthed out of a holy discontent. Mm-hmm. Um, we were living in Tennessee at the time, and we had... Three kids. We had just had three kids, and I didn't have them all at the same time, but that was a, prog- a procession as well. Um, but we, um, we were discontent. There was a stirring and an unsettlement to say, man, God's releasing us to something new and something different. And what that looked like for us was he began stirring in our heart for Pinewood Church And we didn't know exactly what that looked like, but it was a journey. And if you haven't gone through GoTrack, we want to encourage you to do that because our whole story is unpacked there. But in that moment of holy discontent, he, he didn't leave us there. Aren't you thankful that we serve a God? He doesn't leave us in our discontentment and in our frustration. He goes, actually, I'm going to use that. I'm going to take that place that is hurting and broken for people around us, and I'm going to use it for a purpose. And that's exactly what he did by his grace and his glory alone. That's what he did um, with our story. And so um, God birthed this um, mission in our heart for Boulder. And we said, man, if there is a church that can be founded in the heart of Boulder. We want it to be said of us that no matter where we go, we're going to meet people where they are and we're going to point them to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he birthed that in us because we everyone needs what? A Jesus... A Jesus option. Pastor get. we need to all learn that. Everyone needs a Jesus option. option. Everyone needs a Jesus option. And coming into Boulder, he said, these people need a Jesus option. So everywhere we go, whatever we do, however we serve, however we lead, we want to meet people exactly where they are and point them to Jesus. And that mission hasn't changed.
0: No, that mission hasn't changed. And honestly, our core values as well has stayed yeah. pretty close to the same. We added a few Uh, last year, but we have our mission, and that's kind of the direction that we're going. That is what all of us carry that, meet people where they are, point them to Jesus. But then we have our priorities. Our priorities are our values. Mm -hmm. And I believe that every individual and every family should have a set of values. There should be something that you say, these are the things that dictate how we spend our money, what we say no to. These are the values of our house. We have personal values for our family, and these are the values for our church. Uh, First is, Jesus is our message. This is the only value that is in any particular order, and that is number one. Our methods change often, but our message will always be the same. We're always going to preach Jesus. Connection is our culture. Generosity is our privilege. Prayer is our priority. Servant leadership is our calling. Worship is our weapon. And then my next favorite honor is our commitment. And these are the seven values of our house. And in these values, we come back to them often. And we say this is a value and this is how it flushes itself out, both in the church and how it flushes itself out in our individual lives. And here's the thing. If you are wrestling through what your personal values are, I think this is a great first seven to start off with and then tweak it over time. But we hold tightly to these values, and this is us. This is who we are. All right, next is our pillars, the pillars. We have five pillars in our church. Everything that we do falls under one of these five pillars. The first is our creative pillars. Shout out to the creative team in the house today. We love our creative team and our story team. Next is next gen. Shout out to our next NextGen team out there. Everything, budget, teams, everything is built out of these five pillars. And then the, the third is next, steps. Then fourth.
1: Yeah, we have cruise. cruise. It's where discipleship happens. It's where we dive deeper into God's word together. And then not last but not least, we have missions. Um, and that's our love boulder and love global.
0: These are, this is us. That's our mission. Those are our values. And then those are our pillars. Again, this is state of the church. You see, you might be saying, "I already know this. I think it's good at least one time a year to take one Sunday and to come back to this is who we are. This is this is who we are. We're not changing. This is us." Next, let's look back into all God has done in 2023. Deuteronomy 6:12 says, "Then take care lest you forget the Lord." I think it is important that as you move forward, take steps of faith, I don't think you stay looking back because then you're going to obviously trip into the future of what God has for you next. I, but I do think that you look back and you remember God's goodness and his faithfulness. So we got a few things that we want to celebrate with you today. One is GrowTrack went online. This is a big thing that we accomplished this year. It was a vision that we casted last year. We believe that if it's online, more people can go to it. How many of you been through, have been through our online GrowTrack? Give a little shout out. It's amazing, and it's done so well. Shout out to the creative team for uh, putting that together, content team for helping to articulate it really well, but GrowTrack has been online, and we've seen more people go through GrowTrack online this year than we had seen in any previous year. We'll be sharing that. We have had 22 salvations up to this point at Pinewood. Give a shout out to 22 salvations. We like to say at Pinewood, even if it was just for one, If it was just for one, I would do it all over again. That's 127 salvations total in the course of the history of Pinewood Church. Then we've had 12 baptisms, which we will be having more today. Uh, That's 82 baptisms total. You can give God some praise for that. Celebrate what God's doing. Next, and this is just exciting. Largest Easter service we've ever had. Largest serve team that we've ever had. And most amount of people we've ever had go through the growth track happened this year. Big things. In addition to that, largest love boulder events we've had in the history of Pinewood, largest Friendsgiving we've ever had, just saying God is moving and big things are happening. So, salvations, baptisms, and God is moving. Next is church planting. As many of you know, we started last year the Front Range Church Planting Network and we've been recruiting people to get involved with that. Happy to announce, I mean, the majority of churches are getting involved into the Front Range Church Planning Network, including the largest churches in Colorado. This is a church planning network that is a receiving network that's receiving church planters that come into Colorado from all denominations and all networks, and we are getting them in cohorts. We're resourcing them, both through coaching, uh, but also through uh, personal finance and resources and offering Uh, oversight boards for the church planters as well with experienced elders already established in the community that have planted churches, which is important. So this is an incredible opportunity. This is something that we all are a part of. And speaking of church planters, we have something that we're going to tell you in a second. All right. So, wait. Also, we have been able to participate. It's impossible for me to go over every number and where every dollar is gone. But some of the highlights is we were given, uh, we've given away ten thousand dollars to uh, help Pastor Trevor and Erica loving Good Star Everett Church. That was a big thing. Give it up for our family. Gave seventy-five hundred towards Joe Stewart for global missions to some of the hardest reached places in the world. Five thousand towards Boulder Pregnancy Center. Sixty-six um, hundred towards our cooperative program initiatives. And we have given the most we've ever given through Love Boulder. Um, and so a lot, a lot to celebrate there. We like to say that you don't give to a church, you give through a church to advance the kingdom of God in the city and to bring heaven down. And those are some examples of that. All right, staff. Staff.
1: Yeah, we have an amazing staff team, and like you were saying, just the the structure and the bones of who we are, really, the Holy Spirit has led all of this, and we have had a heartbeat of leadership development since day one of Pinewood, and it's been really amazing coming into a city where, for so many months, we were going, God, you called us to build your house, but who are you going to send us? Like, where's the believers at? Yeah. And he put this burden and vision in our heart to say, I want you to help develop and Raise people up to be leaders in the local church, and um, we—it's been incredible because our staff team has been with us the majority of them since day one of Pine. Can you guys give it up for our staff team? Give it up for this
0: staff! Um, I think they're up there. Got one here.
1: Um, Come on we have a staff team that's here um, with us that serve along with us, but we also have a board that oversees us. And so some people will go, like, we love the questions of how do you, like, how do you even start a church? You know, like, it's not like go start a business. Like, how do you start a church? And um, for us, that accountability was just a huge part of the journey for us starting a church, to have oversight, to for us to have pastors and leaders that have eyes on budget, that have eyes on theology and doctrine and all of these things. And so um, it was an exciting year because God really blessed us with elders that are local to say, hey, we want to come in and really link arms with what God's doing in Boulder to say, hey, we want to champion you guys. We want to help you guys. We want to speak into your house. And so we're just so thankful for them. Pastor Jason Soderstrom and Pastor Ron Johnson from Restoration Church. They've been incredible for us personally this year, have pastored and shepherded and invested time and resources and energy. So we're just so grateful. Um, But like I said, we value leadership development. And so with that, um, it was about a year and a half, two years ago, Mac Lake came alongside of us and our team to say, hey, we want to help you build a structure for developing leaders, not just a structure, but a system. Um, We are big vision people and we need to put all the system people around us, and so (laughs) a lot of our team is really great at systems, and we just brought leaders and mentors in, and um, he came, and he walked with us for a year and a half in our team to say, how do we create just an intentional system? Because if you look around, God has sent young adults. Um, He has sent families, but he has also sent young adults that are hungry for the local church, hungry to serve in the local church, and hungry to continue to advance the local church. So with that, um, we have been burdened and passionate to raise up leaders. And we know when you raise up people, what Scripture calls us to do is also to send people. Um, And so what we saw this year as we're looking back, we're just celebrating the sending year that God gave us. Um, It was a hard year because whenever you send, people from the church, what happens here is family is created. Um, When we look around and we sit with Thanksgiving with friends and family, you guys are family. So when we, when we um, invest and develop and pour lives into each other, then God calls us to send you out. It's like, oh, that was hard. <laughs> that was hard. And so we're looking back on the, th- on the faithfulness of God and his provision. We, um, it was already always spoken over us that we would be a river and not a lake. Um, and that's what we saw this year. So let's celebrate some of the people that we got to send off this year. We're going to bring up their pictures and celebrate them. There we go, Andres Estrella. Can we give it up give for him? Give it up him? for
0: Andres, We sent Andres legend.
1: out, married, and now in Golden, Tonya back to Africa. Um, something so special about Tonya. I remember looking at her for for so many months serving with her in Pinewood Kids, and as we were sending her out, she looked at me. She said, "Pastor Jess, I I never saw myself as a leader," and. She, we sent her out as a leader. We sent her out as a captain. Now she's serving in Africa with the kids' ministry in her Tonya church. Anyway. We, uh, yeah, I, we're like Tonya, we'll, we'll go where you go. <laughs> um, we love Tonya Jake and Raven Still. Come, come on, on we've walked a lot of seasons helping with this Way couple church. and they're helping plant Wade Church, which is incredible in Tennessee. Kyle and Naomi Hartman, come on, serving in Denver now. Um, incredible couple that loves Jesus and Kevin Shinshu. Come on, we love Kevin. Captain over kids at Rose Church now in Washington. And then Kelly Lee, come on, probably come on, on stage Kelly. at Bethel this weekend. I don't know. But she's, um, she's she, healing somebody. She's, something's right happening um, with Kelly, and we're just so thankful for her. She'd be hiding under a chair if she knew we um Put her picture up there. <laughs> Nobody, um, <laughs> that that. um, but we love what God is doing with our leaders, we yeah. love what God's doing through the leadership development. I think there's been 28 people who have gone through the leadership track this year alone, which is something to celebrate. Come on, um, and also God's given us a heart with that to multiply to say we don't want to just be a church that grows fat here, we want to be a church that actually sends out. And so, we're going to share some of that, that vision here in just a minute, but. This, this is what you've been waiting for. So you can
0: share. Yeah, this is what I'm most excited about. I love church planting and I love church planters. And it's a big passion of mine. And we have some exciting news. We have church planters coming to Boulder, Colorado at the end of this year. Come on. Give it up for the Sharp family. Here's a picture of the Sharp family. Aren't they beautiful? Aren't they wonderful? beautiful family, and they're coming to plant a church here in the heart of the city, and we're so, so grateful. We've been praying been praying, God, please send church planters. Every church planter that comes into town, we grab lunch with them, and I think we're probably one of the few that are trying to talk them into coming to Boulder. Many are like, don't do it. Don't do it. We're like, no, please. These people uh, need to hear the good news of the gospel, and we need missionaries to come in and to tell them about Jesus, and so these guys, the Sharp family, they're coming and they're so excited. They're finishing an 18-month residency now. And the end of this year, they'll be coming and they'll be joining our family for a season. They want to become acclimated to the city. They want to feel connected from day one. And they said when they sat, they sat front row. Remember, y'all were so many of y'all were probably here whenever they came to visit, but he looked around and he just said, This is just the greatest thing in the world. He's like, anything like this would just be heaven for me and I was just like, well, this means a lot. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's do it together. And so we're going to get behind him 100%. Our hope and our prayer is that from now till forever that we partner with church planters that when they come, everything we have is theirs. They lack nothing. You lack you need speakers? We got them. You you need a projector, we probably have three backups sitting at the storage unit right now. Like whatever you need, we are an open door resource to fuel you. And we're also a family, so you're never alone. And so no more lonely days as church planners in Boulder. You have a family and we're gonna walk with you and love you, pour our lives into you. All right. Let's look back on previous themes.
1: Yeah, so every year um, we feel like um, God has given us a word um, to wrap around vision, prayer, expectancy for our house. And so back in 2019, does anyone remember what our word for the year was, if you were with us? Make room. Okay, all of our front rowers. No, right. 2019, our theme was make room. We felt like God was giving us vision to make room for more people in the city, and we did. We went to, We were about to move into a new building. We busted out two different services, and yeah. it was just wild. We were just making room for new people. 2020, God was calling us to build a bridge. That's right. And it was incredible. Man, just to honor Parker for just a minute, such a, a man of um, consistency and faith and um, and connection. Like you have a you have a um, a gift of networking and connection on your life, and he didn't give up with the people and the churches in our city. And there were so many times I'm like, why are you getting lunch with them again? Or why are you why are you calling them again? Like, And he just was resilient to say, no, the Boulder Church and Boulder Christianity is gonna be known as a family. And in 2020, he gave vision um, to build a bridge with um, communities and networks and nonprofits in our community. And we just began seeing like, guys, like God gives the vision, but he gives the vision and he does the work. Yes. Um, it wasn't anything that we did. He yeah, just did the work and started opening doors. So that was 2020. 2021 was a year of breakthrough. There it is. 2021 was a year of breakthrough. Um, we saw a lot of healing happen in our house that year, a lot of miracles that we were praying for. 2022, come on. Was, was that really almost two years ago? <laughs> Guys, somehow. Somehow, or I guess it was a year ago. Uh, anyway, so we're, um, yeah. 2022 was rooted um, and we just said, man, we're going to plant roots in our city, and the businesses. We were praying for houses over our house, yeah. like just declaring that our people were going to become re- rooted in this city, and God just did it. Yeah. Um, and then 2023, come on, faith to yeah. build. Do you guys have a favorite? You know, do you have a favorite year? Last year was pretty good. You know, we had no, or rooted, uh, rooted was no, good. No, no. But we sat in here last year with hard hats on, and you guys had this moment of faith that that said. I'm going to take personal ownership of vision in my life and I'm going to pray and believe that God's going to give me something to have faith to build. And so many of you, man, can look back on stories. Some of you, some of us are still waiting. Some of us are still having faith to build, but many of you saw it. Like you wrote something on your hat and you're like, God just did that. And so last year was an incredible year.
0: Yes. All right. Now, those are the themes of the year. We do a theme and choose a word. Does anybody in here choose a word for the year? Anybody do that? You're like, what does that even mean? It's my first time. Is this normal? Do people do this? I think a lot of people do this in a lot of different circles, but it's, it's really just a focus. You choose a focus for the year, something that you feel like you should lean into with the help of the Lord, and then you just stay focused on that one small thing. For me, my word for the year was a uh, first love and just coming back to my first love. And I believe that God's really spoken to me over over the course of this past year with that and brought me back many times. And so that's what this is for our house. That's what a theme is. It is a word for the year that we keep coming back to that we believe is prophetic. And so pray into your own word as well about maybe how God might be speaking to you going into 2024. This is a great time to start doing that. All right, let's look at budget. And so we have a breakdown of our budget. You can also scan on underneath. There's a little QR code you can scan and you can scroll through. That gives a little bit more detail of the breakdown of the budget. Our um, heart is that we distribute uh, as evenly as there is need into the buckets that we have, both serving the next generation, serving all of the adult ministries, including mission work. And you guys are above and beyond generous in every way. Whenever we challenge you guys to give uh, of the tithe or to give of the offering, which is to the 10th uh, the, in the local church, we want to represent that as well as a house of worship. And so uh, at minimum, we've said a 10th, but we've always gone above and beyond to exceed in our generosity and give anywhere between 17 to 24% towards global and local and church planting efforts around the world to pursue really advancing the kingdom of God in some of the most difficult places is our heart. And so that is possible because of your generosity. And so we just want to say thank you for another amazing year of just being over-the-top generous. You guys are really the best. We, we say this all the time because we're connected to a lot of different churches of varying sizes, and, and we hear their challenges, and we hear their struggles. And we say all the time, I just, do they know how awesome they are? Do they know, like, just what God is doing? Like, this is huge. You guys are amazing. And so we just want to say that we love you and we're really grateful. All right. Are you ready? Ready. Let's uh, first look at a passage of Scripture. We're going to give the theme for 2024. But before we do that, we're going to announce the theme. But before we do that, let's read a passage of Scripture together out of Psalms 119, 1 through 3.
1: Yeah, you read. <laughs> um, you are blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow His directions, doing your best to find Him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road He set.
0: You are blessed when you. All right. The theme for 2024 20, is. Huh. stay the course, stay the course, stay the course, Woo-hoo. come on, all right, stay the course, guys, we've been through Rooted, we dug our roots deep, we had faith to build, which was really just trusting and relying on God to step into the unknown, to take huge leaps of faith, and I believe that we did that this year, But then there's there's something to be said biblically, which we're going to be looking at next Sunday. I'm going to be unpacking uh, the biblical principles around staying the course. But there is something to just patient endurance. So for maybe for you, you know, you said this was the faith to build year and I had big dreams. I had big faith, but I have yet to see all that God has sign over my life, that I feel he's spoken over my life. I have some encouragement. Stay the course. If you don't quit, you win. Be steadfast. Be steady. Just because you didn't see what you felt like you wanted to see in the time that you wanted to see it does not mean that God is not still moving in the exact same way in your life. Do not get distracted and lose faith because God's timetable is not the same as yours or his outcome is not the same as yours. Instead, what we see clearly in scripture is to stay on the course, be steadfast. This is not about speed. It's about direction. This is not even about an event. This is about a person. This is to stay steadfast pursuing him and the assignment that he has over your life. We see this in uh, Acts. Acts 20, 24 says, but I consider myself of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course and the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. I believe that God has given you an assignment over your life. At first, assignment is to pursue him, to stay steadfast in pursuing him. And then he's giving you something specific that he's calling you to do. Unique for each one. And our hope and our prayer as we look next weekend is that you would, no matter what obstacles are ahead of you, no matter what challenges may come, no matter what questions you have, no matter really how... Emotional you feel about it, or logically it doesn't make sense, is that you would keep taking steps of faith, and that you would say, "I'm not going to get, I'm not going to veer off course to the right or to the left." But God, this is going to be be the year that we stay steadfast on the course. We know where you've called us, and we're going to keep on moving for the glory of God. All right, so we have a challenge that we offer every year. This is the end of the year ask. This is how you can own the vision. We have a big vision for 2024. We want to see churches planted. We want to see more people sent out. As hard as it is to send people, we know that it is the only option that we have to raise leaders up and to send them out. And guys, we are going to be sending out some of our best next year, some right here around that we know and that we love. We're going to be sending them out all around the world to reach some of the hardest places. And we got a vision to be a sending church. we got a vision to continue to raise up families in our city. we got a vision next year, which you're going to be hearing more about in the coming days, but to launch a new married, young married course that will take you through the foundations to lay a biblical foundation for your life that we encourage all of our newlyweds to go to because we want to build strong and healthy families Believe that if you build strong individuals, then build strong families. Strong families, build strong churches. Strong churches, build strong communities. Strong communities, build strong cities. Strong cities, build strong states. Strong states, build a strong country. And a strong country can change the world. I believe it starts with the home. So I encourage you to build a biblical foundation. Our heart is to reach the next generation. So we got big plans and big dreams to reach the local schools, to reach the kids, to continue to empower and develop and to raise up our kids to be next generation leaders. We never want to focus so much on how to, you know, please people or how to maintain that we lose sight of pouring everything that we have into the next generation. Guys, if we don't think next generation now, discipleship, empowerment, raising them up, we won't even have a church in 20 years. There won't be another church in 40. There won't be another church in 70 years. But our heart and our prayer is that us, as adults in this room, give our lives fully to the next generation, so much so that, let's say, in about 20 years, they're the ones on stage. They're the ones preaching. They're the ones leading worship, and we're behind them cheering them on, praying for them, resourcing them, encouraging them, and telling them, go further than us. Go further. We stewarded it for the time that we had, but now we hand it to you. Go further. Go further. Do more. If you would, stand at your feet. I want to encourage you to own the vision. We got We got a challenge. Last year, we casted a vision for the end of the year offering to raise $60,000. And because of your generosity, we raised $63,000. And so you guys always just go above and beyond in your generosity. And so I want to encourage you this year. We always want to be increasing in our generosity. And so this year, we have a big goal. It is a huge goal. Uh, Even our elders, he he called me right after I I, I, I sent him the breakdown. And I said, what do you think? And he said, I love it. Big faith, go for it. And he liked to call this goal a miracle goal. He's like, you have like an achievable goal, a really hard to achieve goal, and then you have a miracle. He said, this is the miracle goal. And so I'm still, we're still in faith to build. So we're going to go for a faith to build goal, and it's $75,000. This $75,000 is going to go, this is above and beyond offering at the end of the year. It's going to go towards fueling our mission efforts here through the church, both locally globally. And it's also going to provide for us uh, some opportunities for us to move when God allows us to one day buy a building. And so if you would partner with us, come on, still faith to build. We're still believing for it, but we're going to put some funds away in what we're calling an opportunity fund so that we can have it available when that opportunity comes and we can move forward to the purchase of a permanent facility. Do you guys think we can hit it? I believe that we can as well, and God will receive all of the glory. You can own the, uh, the vision by prayer. That's the most important way you can own. Why? Because when you pray and you say, God, how would you have me get behind this? He's going to give you clarity. Here's what I want you to give. Here's how I want you to step into your giftings. Here's how I want you to serve. So prayer is number one. Second is get behind the vision and serving. You can do that by going through growth track, through jumping in. On a team, given all the, all of your giftings towards building the kingdom of God. And third, you can give. Whatever God is calling you to give. Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. So don't give out of guilt. Don't give out of shame. It's like, well, if everybody's giving, I feel like I need to. Wrong motivation. Or if I give, give it's going to make me feel good. Wrong motivation. The motivation is, is that God has called me to this thing. And as a result, I'm going to cheerfully give back to him what's already his. So if you want to partner with us on that goal, then Praise God. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.